Welcome back to another episode of BNB Banter Bros Goes to the Movies. I am your host, Timothy Bennett, and with me is Aram Crippled Banyan. Howdy ho. And one, Jason Lazy Ass Chandler. That's me. Sleep is like that's away. me. I do. I had a really good rhyme in there, and I think it got overshadowed by you introducing Jason, and I'm really sad about it now. <laughs> oh. So it was like, howdy ho, down one toe. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Howdy ho, down one toe. Yep. He's soon going to be a Catchy. part of the Cripple Club. Catch <laughs> Get my own handicap sticker. He's going to be a $6 million man. Fucking reinvented. Oh, no. Toes. Maybe 60. It was like a $6 <laughs> man. Let's, let's be honest. <laughs> Some gum. Six fifty, maybe a sock. Well, probably good. Robot chicken trip. Not even super glue or duct tape. Apparently. Robot no, chicken trip. Just like six twelve bucks. Six million peso, man. <laughs> I got to get paid for the work too. So, yeah. All back alleys and van operation. <laughs> <laughs> hey, whatever works. <laughs> well, there's some gum right All there. Right. Anybody oh. got scotch tape? Anything but gum. I think gum is so gross. All right. So tonight we are going to be talking about Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Volume, volume, volume two. 2. Volume I like how he does that. I like how James Gunn calls it Volume <laughs> 2. Yeah. Because it's a, it's a fucking continuation of these characters. It's a growth. It doesn't seem like it's the same It's also a nod to the mixtapes. Yeah. I mean, he uses oh, it for yeah, the mixed yeah. all uh, tapes. Yep, volume one, volume two. Uh, My mom never got to make volume three, so we'll see what happens with that. <laughs> oh. Mouth fires. We got... Uh, I just realized. Ooh. What? What's that? Talking about Guardians of the Galaxy. Two. I got two guys who have two dead moms. and It's true. <laughs> <laughs> She's really a congratulator uh, so, on not being dead. Mine? Yeah. Well, That's no, not right Jason's. Yeah. You just said that both of ours are dead. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so we're going to start crying early on in this episode. Right. right at the end of this movie anyway. Like, it, I'm <laughs> fucking on for it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Did that? Yeah, okay. We'll get into it. that. Arrow. Yeah. Yo. Details, please. All right. So, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 was released in 2017. Has a runtime of two hours and 16 minutes. Uh, stars Chris Pratt, Zoe Saldana, Dave Bautista, Vin Diesel, uh, Bradley Cooper. Both Vin Diesel and Bradley Cooper's voices. Like, if I didn't know that they were starring there, like, I wouldn't have known that right. that was them. Well, especially Vin Me Diesel, because yeah. I am Groot and he's got all the effects <laughs> and shit like that. But For sure. Bradley yeah. Cooper, I can hear. Bradley Cooper is the one that's like, only a word or two, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's yeah. right, it's him. Uh, Michael Rooker mm. is in this movie as well. Uh, and every and other James of Gunn course. film. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, James Gunn's brother, Sean Gunn, is in this movie. Which is quite a bit, he's right? He's a lot yeah, of stuff. He's more in this one. <coughs> yeah, he's pro- that's what I mean. He's prominent yeah. more in this one. He does a really good job he if he's the character I'm Yeah, he's thinking. Craglin. He's the guy that yeah, follows... He's Yondu's uh, follower. Yondu. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Okay. But, uh, cool. Yeah, I really like that guy. Yeah, he's a, he's a good actor. He's a good bit player. He's in so much shit. Um, we also have Karen Gillen. Gillen. Yeah, I like that. Gillen. She was in uh, Bubble that just recently came out like uh, a couple months ago. 
She's in another show. Jumanji. Taking ads for it about her and a clone. Uh, I see ads for it on Facebook. I can't remember what it's called anymore. Doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> Sylvester Stallone makes a, a pretty prominent guest spot, I guess, in this movie. Yep. Uh, Kurt Russell is in it. Yep. I think those are really the big. Chris Sullivan. Yeah. Who plays Taserface? Uh, he's in This Is Us. <laughs> he plays okay, a I've big never role in This the show, Is Us. So. It's great. It's a great drama. But he I plays uh, Tommy Flanagan. Yeah, he, that, that's a guy from Sons of Anarchy Tom, and a bunch of other shit. Yeah, but he's all in yeah. it for like three scenes, and then that's and then, <laughs> yeah, and then they send him to space. There's a couple other like random small parts, like Ben Browder, who was from. Is Flea in this? Film? No, I know the guy you're talking about. He's not Flea, but he's okay. the guy that plays Cheddar Bob in Eight Mile. Okay. Oh, yep, yep. I don't know why that that's how I remember him, but like that's how I remember him. He has a no, yeah. He it's had okay. no hair or something, so he he was very yeah. Flea. He looks a lot I like think, Flea. I think <laughs> when I see that guy in anything, I always think of um, Book of Eli. Oh shit! I haven't seen that we'll movie. Say, yeah, it's to been a bit since I saw it, so I don't remember him oh, well, talking about the Book of Eli. I should, but yeah, I always thought what's right. funny was I noticed uh, Ben Browder is in this. He's the main guy from Farscape. He mm-hmm. is the lead gold. Um, I can't remember the fuck the, the sovereign. He's like the leader of the sovereign, like besides the lady. But he was the main guy from Farscape. That's oh, what I remember him from. Yeah. Can't remember what his name is in the Farscape movies or show, but what else do we got? Um, hold on, can I get down to it? All the fucking numbers are down at the bottom of the screen. This is directed by uh, by James Gunn. Did I miss that? I thought I said yes. that it was directed by James Gunn. Oh, well, maybe I was ignoring maybe you. I, I might have missed it. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, directed by James Gunn. So hence and why written I'd... primarily by James Gunn too. I and I yeah. that's the special thing about James Gunn is he has. A hand in writing most of everything he's directed. So, Dan Abnett is one of the creators from the comics, but I feel like Dan Abnett's also a prolific writer. Like I feel like I've seen his name and you know, like on books in like Barnes and Noble and shit like that. I'd have to like really look into him, but he's he's credited as one of the creators of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, that's cool. Oh, uh, um. So yeah, it was released. Oh, box office. So it had a estimated budget of $200 million. This came out on my birthday. <coughs> oh, so right. <laughs> All right, well. Um, oh, Happy birthday. Came out, it came out on May 5th, 2017. <laughs> okay. I, I remember watching this on my birthday. Jason, just don't acknowledge when you just shit like that. For, and then, like, I'm just well, going to steamroll awesome. over him. <laughs> the- <laughs> The tone of this movie is glamorous, like a fucking birthday present that you no, really. No, it's want. not. It's all. It's so. Sh- it's so shiny and gold. Sparkly, bright colors. Okay, it looks yeah, shiny, so but bright. it is filled with so much family drama. <laughs> oh God, yeah. Oh, absolutely. But the appearance of it, the color scheme, and like it's it's uh oh, yeah misleading yeah. on purpose. It's like a jack in the box. Looks cool, and then like it pops yeah. open. And they go, oh God, nightmares! It is like a Drax in the box. <laughs> <laughs> His fucking laugh, though. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I was reading some uh, James Gunn heard him laugh because this guy's like a monotone. Yeah, he's, quiet he's a professional wrestler. He's 
It's very monotone all the time. Yeah, and then uh, James Gunn heard him laugh like authentically once. He was like, yeah, do that louder. <laughs> Like, exaggerate the shit out of that right there. And that's where that laugh came from. Oh, stuff. you did a good job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? It was Cause very obnoxious. It's, it's infectious. So. It's, it's obnoxious, but it makes you laugh by the time it yeah. stops. Yep. At least once you laugh. <clears throat> uh, right. So opening week, so uh, estimated budget is $200 million. Opening weekend, it made $146.5 million domestic. So it made almost made its money back that weekend. Yep, not uh, bad at all. Whoa, so whoa. domestic gross. Uh, that's how hmm? I was going to say. That's how it's done, Foo Fighters. <laughs> <laughs> uh, gross domestically, it made three hundred eighty-nine or three hundred ninety million dollars domestic um, overall. So it made it a almost a two hundred two hundred percent return, uh, just domestic. Oh. Uh, worldwide, it made eight hundred and sixty-four million dollars. Yeah, damn. Yeah, damn. Uh, yeah, it succeeded. Yeah, for sure. And like rightfully so, considering the way the first as one it was, should. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yep. <laughs> and okay, so are we done with the numbers? I think so. So yeah, it was uh, Aaron. When did you see this movie for the first time in theaters? I didn't see it in theaters. That's for damn sure. Me neither. I don't think I did. That we know Birthday Boy did. Yeah, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, when I first saw it, I like, I don't know, I didn't care. Or I mean, I thought it was funny. I thought it was bright and goldish. And then, uh, yeah, it was something about it I didn't like connect with and pay much attention to the first time around. So I think rewatching it for this episode, I've only seen it twice. Yeah, me too, probably. This and I, I think this is probably my like. Maybe so fifth time. I was curious how you guys felt on the first time you guys watched it. I was kind of the same way with you. Like, when I first watched it in theaters, I was like, I enjoyed it. It was good. It's hard for me to not like it. I mean, it had the funny, the comedy, you know, stuff, the yeah. action. It was yeah, entertaining, I colorful. And connect with it for some but reason, yeah. the story. It's like, <sighs> like the first half of it, I really was like, oh, I was all in. And then I remember feeling yep. a little disappointed. Yep. Like when they get to the planet and whatever, it's like I disconnected myself. But yeah, everything looked like a Destiny video mm-hmm. game. The oh video yeah, game Destiny yep. to yep. me for the sure. Spaceships, all that shit. But I will say that mm. watching it over the years, I still felt that way until I watched it mm-hmm. last night. Mm. <laughs> I I thought it was great. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm complete all in. Aaron, how'd you feel? Uh, I thought it was I I think this boils down to my not not hatred but like I just not really engaging in sci-fi. So uh, I right. think that's the one hiccup I have with this movie. If there's a hobbit in here, he would be all over this. Probably. Yeah, like if it was more yeah, like, this... Can't you just pretend Rocket being a hobbit? He's hairy enough. This is a funny episode of a Star Trek, like fucking early Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I... So, uh, yeah, I, I get that. The sci-fi Watching story. it again tonight, like, I enjoyed it thoroughly. Um, and I thought the more emotional content was actually very interesting mm-hmm. in juxtaposition to all the, all the spaceship fighting and the blaster stuff, like... All that stuff was cool to watch and well done, 
but I thought the familial yeah. stuff or like the f- family drama of the whole thing was very interesting too. Yeah. Yeah, it had a lot to do with being better than your rival or winning and losing or something like that. It I don't was know. it was family drama. It was it was sibling rivalries yeah, and but, accepting your father and the, it but bettering your sibling like so, no, I don't know has, that weird back and forth between the sisters. It's 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 about family, but it's about <clears throat> It's a bunch of people who don't have their real blood family finding family outside of their blood and not realizing that that family outside the blood mm-hmm. was all they need. Yeah. So when you yeah. had that, you know, it's like the so adopted they, they family that they family go, stronger than, real, than blood, yeah. you know. Yeah. Comes down to and, the family and the blood thing. Yep. So they connected with their friends as a family and then they found their real family and gave that a shot. It turns out the friends are better of a family mm-hmm. Than yep. their real blood. <laughs> At least for yeah. Star Lord, because he's the only one that's met his real yep. family. But you have Gamora well, with, and Nebula. Yep. They were They were raised together, but they're not blood. Yeah. Like it's it's a different yeah. sort of dynamic. And they both and they both hate their father, Thanos. They want to fucking take him yep. down. But once again, not blood. It's damn near impossible. Yeah. But they realized, and this one at least, that it had to do with they should have been there for each other. Yeah. And mainly Gamora opening up and saying, hey, I should have been a sister to you. You are a sister to me, but I should have been a sister yeah. to you. I shouldn't have been such a self-centered bitch. Oh, my God. But after so many fucking petty arguments and this silly fucking tantrum spaceship, <laughs> like, attack by Nebula or yeah. whatever... That that whole fight scene was so childish. It was. It, it was. It had me laughing my ass off. She was just like, the especially when she's like, like, I, oh, I, I saved you in combat. Was, I saved your life. There was no. There was no strategy yeah. behind the attack. It was all temper tantrum, yeah. and then, and then that all came to a crashing halt. And then up right away, they're like, "Yeah, we're fucking dumb." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, we need to work together. What are you going to do with all the credits? She was so annoying up until that moment. Yeah. I'm going to hunt down okay. Thanos and kill well, him. And I was about, thinking more like, like a warship with all the instruments of death I can. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking like a what? hat or like a necklace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I did learn something about uh, Gamora's sister's story, though. Like Every time she lost a fight with her sister, Thanos replaced a piece of her body with... Robot yep. shit? Yep. To make her better. To, to make her more sh- like Gamora. I didn't know to that. make her as equivalent as possible. No, to yeah, Gamora. that's that that's some sick and twisted shit, actually. But if you look at who that's Thanos is, like the way that logically, I you understand. Don't justify <laughs> it. I'll play devil's advocate all day. No. <laughs> I'm just saying it. It was it was pretty cool. I didn't know yeah. that uh part of that that character's backstory. Yeah, it definitely all. flushes so out Nebula a little bit more in this movie. That yeah, you yeah. you gain a sip of a sense of sympathy for her. Like, you really do feel it, bad it's, for her. It, she's the introduction part of this movie for upcoming films. Like, you really get to know her shit. You, like, connect with her on these uh, future movies, mm-hmm. uh, emotional. Yeah. So, that's the way I saw it. So, we kind of been diving into the story, the overall <coughs> story of this. Yeah. How'd you like it? Yeah. Did you find I it? I was uh, back and forth on it. Okay. Explain. Because there's pieces of it that's good, like the, the team building. Like, they're still butting heads, but they have a better, deeper connection. 
Uh, they worked well together. There's no questions there as a team, and they are the guardians of the galaxy now. And that, like that story, and whether how upfront it was told or not, I like that. Uh, daddy issues and the celestial thing, and the uh, and the and the planet, and the sister. I don't know. Somebody else talk. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's all I really liked was the team building. Okay. I mean, so, so you just like the idea that people grew closer. Yeah. Okay. I was I was in for 90% of the movie. Um, I really didn't care for... I got why it was there in respect to the story and moving the plot along, but I didn't care for the whole Ravager revolt thing where they, like, they kidnapped you. I do like... But I get what it was for and why they did it. I just didn't care for it. Like, it didn't really add anything to the story for me. Um, but... Like I say, I get it as a vehicle and to move the plot forward, totally understood it. So I yeah. wouldn't take it out. I just, mm -hmm. it wasn't my favorite part of the movie. Okay. I could kind of uh, see why you wouldn't. Because it, it really didn't have anything to do with the overall picture. It was more it was family drama, it but it was like separate from everything else. So it didn't matter the same way. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got that. So yeah, I liked that, it. I liked the the revolt and stuff, but I I can yeah. see what you're saying. Yep, it was a separate family, and it really. Did. But it did help Yondu. Yeah. Ex, uh, it flushed him out a little vulnerable, bit more too. Opened yeah. his vulnerability up. It to, put some depth to his character for sure. And that, like I say, yeah. that's I got that part. I know why. I know yeah. why they did it. It just didn't. The whole revolt part didn't do much for me. Yeah. Mm. You guys talking about Xander's mutiny? Mean Yandu? You know, towards Yandu. <laughs> Xander? <laughs> That's what they call it. Taser face? Ha I think the Xander or something or there's what Gamora refers to David Hasselhoff as. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I thought that was a dragging moment too, but I knew why it was there. Yeah. 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 So you didn't like Sylvester Stallone? Uh, nope. I'll, I'll give the, the Sylvester Stallone bit, like, I actually enjoyed, especially once you see the end of the movie, you see kind of what happens from there. And that yeah. part I got. It was the whole, like, the 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 ship turning against him and, like, you know, and everybody. Yeah. Like, Taser face. Oh, Taser face throwing his, like, supporters out into space. And like, that part didn't do much for me. I I completely get but it. Yeah, yeah, that beginning part but, with uh, Sylvester Stallone, especially once you see the ending, um, that yeah. that part I got and I enjoyed, because yeah. it definitely yeah, flushed out Yondu's character a degree. Yeah, Yon? and which they had to do for the yeah. yeah. I'm sure you already explained while I was away. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, Yondu's. But yeah, when I watched this, what finish? Uh, I just uh, when I watched last time I watched this movie, I wasn't paying much attention. I saw Sylvester Stallone and I just thought he was Judge Dredd. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I've always I always thought it was Judge Dredd, and then I was corrected. I was like, "What's his name? St Strakar? <laughs> Just Stacker, Stalker? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, back to the real shit. I liked how there was a resistance, and you understood why there was a resistance. Mm -hmm. Yondu know what he did was more of, like, misleading, you know? Right. But he was outcasted from the scavengers. 
and uh, or Ravengers. That's what they were. Ravengers, yeah, yeah. And he's, I don't know, like when you see him in the first Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, he's like this tough brute kind of, you know, whatever, his own rule kind of thing. You wouldn't question that he wouldn't stab you in the eye and he has no loyalty to anything. You really right. kind of believe it. He's a pirate. Yeah. But in this one, this is a sense of like, oh, you you get a little more in depth. And I really like the the backstory. You you get a little bit more of him. It's part of it, I think I, I really liked it just because it's you didn't expect it. <laughs> like it didn't really hold much to the rest of the story other than for yeah. towards the end. Well, the absolute yeah. yeah. But they could have done that without that, I don't know, the whole the raising uh Peter Quill conversation with uh Russell no Kurt Russell. I almost said Russell Crowe. Again. Anyways, I don't know. Let's let's move on from this fucking part of the movie we don't like so much. Oh, I like it. <laughs> Tim, you, what, what you like this movie? Yes. Yeah. The story, whatever the fuck your question was for us. I don't remember what my question was. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I think I just asked uh, if uh, the story arc. But yeah, we yeah, Aram's eighty percent. Ninety. Like the team. You're not building. even listening. He was up getting stuff huh? for his kid. I don't know. Yeah, I got interrupted by my seed. Speaking of seeds, ego. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, let's talk about ego Segways since you mentioned. Are hard. How'd you like uh, Kurt Russell? Uh, I did fine. I was were, like, nope. No, I. So I go back and <laughs> forth on on Kurt Russell. I liked his acting. I thought he did well. I don't know if I liked the writing for him. Like, Explain. the lines that he used seemed, and maybe it's, I'm not looking at it right, maybe it's, they just seemed very grandiose for no reason. Like, the... I felt the reason was to make him look like a spoiled brat. He just talked... Like, he was on his own and with no support system, and he was... Ignorant in that way, where he was just kind of like, I've been by myself for too long, so this is how stupid he I He just talked and, very uh, theatrically, from what I could tell. Like, very yeah. theatrically, and it just... It was all a performance, like his whole planet, him. And yeah, and, yeah, and like I say, maybe I'm just looking at it the wrong way. I just didn't like right. the no, theatrics of the way he spoke, especially when you realize that he's interacted so. with all these different cultures. He didn't have to talk this way, but he did it yeah. anyway, and it was just... There were parts where I was like, this seems over the top for no reason. Didn't he, didn't he confess that he was doing some kind of performance to uh, win over Peter's favor? Well, yeah, he does know? that for everybody. So he was maybe, he, I know, well, but maybe but he Peter's was having mom, a different What was her name? Performance Miranda? Per Meredith. Meredith. I knew it was her name. Uh, oh, so close. Peter's the mom, Superman. he admitted mom. she was the only one that he ever loved. <laughs> yeah. Like, she was the one that he actually fell in love with out of the yeah, trillions of River lady. people. Yeah. Mm. So. Fucking talk about man flooding. The biggest whore out there. that tube in her head. <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, I, yeah. So I agree with what you're saying, Jason, is that it's all theatrics because he is putting on a show. Except for Meredith. Yeah. Yeah. Not Meredith. Meredith? Yeah, Meredith. Oh, yeah, yeah, Meredith. <laughs> uh, so, <clears throat> I think 
the way that I view it, because I know what you're saying. I understand what you're saying, Aram, about the theatrics, and it seemed yeah. almost over the top. Like it's, it's, over the, it's un, yep. like why are you doing this or why are you whatever yeah. acting this way? But if you look at it as the fact that he is almost, I mean, he's a, a god, little G. <laughs> right. uh, he's a celestial. He's, he's all tower. Uh, you almost got to look at like what he's doing is just he's way above this, but he knows this is what he wants to do. Yeah. Ah. You know. He's got so conviction. it's like. He doesn't want to be alone, so it, he's... Well, he wants... No, it's not even about being alone. It's it's spreading himself. He's literally trying to spread his seed oh, across yeah, the universe to be all. Mm-hmm. He wants to be yeah. everywhere. And so, in this case, Fucking this is like a petty thing bastard should have like, played this role. It's like him having to do charity work and then being up in an ivory tower. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is below me, but I got to do it because I get a tax write-off. <laughs> So that's that's the way I looked at it because he has no true connection to what he's saying. There's no yeah. conviction. Yeah, that's valid. It's like it's that. like a script like that, that he has to tell himself just to give up. Yep. And that's where I thought it was. Great. But he's not good at it. Yeah, he's not good. And, at and, it. and, and, and not looking at it from that ego. point, like yeah, I agree. He did a great yeah, job. Yeah, yeah, as ego, but no, his performance. Yes, and if and I could be just trying to find reasons to fix why I don't like his performance because it is annoying. <laughs> I'll boil but it down. It'd be great if it'd be great if that was I'll boil the it case. down. My biggest mm-hmm. issue was when they're having that conversation as he's listening to Brandy, and yeah. Ego is just like explaining, like, and at the same time verbally monotone quoting the the, yeah. the song. Like, I was like, "What the fuck is happening?" Right yeah. Now? Like, why is this? A, why is this a thing? Look at it as a higher life form trying to connect with a lower life form. Right. And that's what that's I mean. Like way maybe I wasn't looking at it in the right spot. Yeah. Like in the right. Well, maybe it's a form of like adult to a baby, baby. Well, yeah. Talk. It's a like, father versus to a child. <laughs> you're talking to a, yeah. a little kitty. Yeah. A father to. Like it hurts your teeth. You're just talking it, to. It's your like teeth. me trying to explain what I do here at the podcast to Wesley. Right. Jesus. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, I talk about movies I like, like this or this. Yeah. And then he would go, "Oh, okay." And then he goes, oh, you talk about that for podcast or that one for podcast? But if I was to explain to him, I get very analytical about the type of the dynamics of the characters of the story arcs. So he wouldn't understand that. So it's true. To break it down, to dumb it down. Yeah. Simplify it. So I think that's what it was as ego, knowing that he's all intelligent, having to find a relative way to have a conversation with Peter, not as the father, but as the ego playing the father. Right. Yeah. To, and and yeah, once, to, once that got over, like once the his plan is revealed and he's like, he has to shake off all pretense of like nicety, the performance got way better. Yeah, because yeah. he didn't have to hide it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, you caught me. Ah, <laughs> uh, shucks. Anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So that I mean, other than that, like I loved Kurt Russell in this. I loved, like, I love the way they addressed Ego, the Living Planet, as a as a character. Um, so I mean, I was on board for it. I just yeah, like the it wasn't Kurt's performance. It was what I felt the writing was. But like I said, the writing might not have been the problem. I just probably wasn't looking at it right. Well, I mean, 
No, you're not. I mean, uh, you're not wrong. I thought you were just going to leave yeah, it like, you're not. Fuck <laughs> 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 you for I it. I thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> but you've, you've got some tough news I don't want to add to it. Um. <laughs> bricks in the Grand Canyon at this point, yeah. Jason. Because I love you. And let's talk about the love story in this movie. Uh, I like how there's nothing. It's pretty clear between Peter and the Green Lady Gamora? that nothing physical, <laughs> ha- physical has happened, right? She's right. basically She-Hulk. Yeah. Um, I mean, at this point, like, they're, they're, it's evident that there is attraction between the two of them, but, like, she's still, like, right. reticent to, like, act on anything. And. And I like that shit. They're I like how they like, did uh, it. Friends There's, with thoughts. What are we going to yes, do about exactly. this unspoken thing between us? I, I love the... What do you mean the, unspoken? Yeah. Well, if you say it, then you're just saying The big that thing about true. the Sam and Diane cheers. Like, I don't know what cheers yeah. is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. I love it. And she it. had a... I love that reference. She had a perfect, like, drop mic, walk away moment. It's like, oh, yeah. I thought we were. Yeah. Walked away. I finally I found like, hey, the film. I thought you already had. That's some... Yeah. Yeah. That's a Diane moment. Yeah. Yeah. As, Diane always gets the fucking mic drop that's, in those cars. That's exactly what I thought <laughs> when I was like, I don't know what Cheers is. Well, you sure the fuck <laughs> act like it. <laughs> like, Hell yeah. Yep. I know me and Jason have talked about how much we're be- just huge James Gunn fans now. And mm-hmm. so, like, seeing his. Oh, yeah. And that's and a big part of my new uh, why I was locked in, ready to connect with this film and story, and gave it way more attention. Than I did the first time because I'm a James Gunn fan yeah. now, like thick and thick and thin or whatever the fuck. I I'm just, all I'm just on board, board for too. James Gunn. Yeah. So that might. Uh, so and I think that I don't know. I feel like I'm seeing it with fresh eyes, and I'm just like giddy about it. <laughs> one of the things that because you were talking about the love story, so one of the things I've realized about James Gunn's is he. He loves to beat around the bush with the love story, not make it so obvious, yeah. but makes it obvious at the same time. So he likes the characters to beat around the bush, but he yeah. paints Poorly. the picture. Yeah. Poorly. But for us the audience, <laughs> yes. it's Poorly. very obvious they're not gonna they're not gonna hook up this movie. So you can like let that thought go very early on. Yeah. So he makes that shit obvious. But so he can just have fun he, again. He does a great job at painting that picture awkwardly. Of these yeah. characters poorly, blatantly saying that they like each yeah. other. <laughs> it's genius. Like, it's... Uh, maybe we're just overthinking yeah, it. It, but... it, was, it was a fun time. Yeah. Did you <coughs> like the dynamic in this one of the whole group compared to the first one? Yes. Compared to the first one? Uh, I mean, it... It was an evolution of the dynamic. Like the dynamic just evolved into a more intricate part because you start to see these pieces of the characters that you don't get from the first one, like Drax. Because they're opening up a little bit Drax more than, and, you know, day by Drax day. Drax and Rocket especially are growing as characters because you see vulnerable sides of Rocket, especially at the end. Um, and yeah. the conversation yeah. he has with Yondu. Drax is attempting to, like he does... The little bits like where he plays jokes, even though he's a very like it monotone like, guy and he doesn't do humor, he's trying to be joke. He's trying to be jovial and trying to joke with people. He's trying to be less serious. To- yeah, it feels like he's finally moving on from his family tragedy. Tragedy from the first yeah. film. He's finally as hard as it is for him to move on. You feel it through that lady with the antennas. Yep. I was gonna say or, that you know, that was the thing where that's so a, it's a mask. See, he's he's trying. It's, it's yeah it, because. 
yeah, he's trying to he's trying to transform himself. He's trying to find a new identity about himself. Yeah, he's yeah. Tr- trying to find a way to move on. Yep. He's got these new friends that are family. So he's <laughs> just he's, being weird. He's letting those feelings funny. of familiar think, bond kind of develop, which is growth for him. Which you said with the Mantis uh, situation when they're sitting on a step or whatever and, like, he touches her and he's... Th- yes, yes. So, almost one of the most powerful scenes in the film. I mean, there's several. Yep, yep. that's several. that emotional shit. But yeah, like, yep. he's blank then, then she, and she's, she, like, wanting to cry and terrified. I'm like, man, and she was about all. to fucking be like, hey, I need to tell you the truth yep. right now. But then uh, Gamora walked yep, in. Yep. But that's how powerful that moment was. She was like, oh, my God, I need to tell you yeah. now. Because I feel your pain, and it's so authentic. And, oh, even like you know, even before that, when he talks about his, his daughter to eternal her, struggle, and he's like, "You remind yep. me of her," and she's like, "Well, she yeah, exactly." Was like, no, that's why. Innocent. That's why his. That's why his thoughts were there when she touched yeah. him. Yeah. I, I will say that this had some points. This was a lot more serious than her first one. Yeah, it had a lot more emotional marks, and yep. they hit every oh, single one sure. of them landed on me. Like, yeah, everything from. John two, mm-hmm. uh, rocket, uh, even just rocket pushing everybody away. You you know, and that connection, like that whole bit between Rocket it. and Yandu, and Yandu's like, I oh. know you, I was you, or I am yeah. you. Yeah, that was yeah. great. Or or even the, the 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 Peter Quill moment. He was like, Are you just trying to fucking make yeah. everybody hate you? Because it's working. Because it's yeah. working. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Or if somebody else calls him a. Are you just a professional asshole? That's Yondu. Like they, that was Yondu. Yep. Okay. That's when he gets into the conversation. <laughs> yep. It's just it's just cool cool dialogue in this yeah. movie, and it just it's, it's very gets all the points across with a little. It's always. Do you silly know it's and really? And I mean, this is probably a lot of James Gunn's writing. It's, it's um, serious. But yeah. I think what's nice is not to sound. Not to sound pretentious, but. The dialogue in this is much more, I don't want to say simple, but more common man versus listening to Tony Stark or Captain America or Thor. And, you know, listening to them talk, they talk with gravitas and they have this higher form of speaking almost because they're speaking because they're, they're more larger than life characters. And these are two, but somehow these, these characters speak more like plain people as opposed Mm -hmm. to these Big yeah. uh, concepts. I think it's I because right imagery. It's a, so it's this an is image. like the Roseanne of Marvel. It's like a, a title. So <laughs> <laughs> you talk about like Tony Stark talking this kind of gravitas. Like he talks yeah. a lot more intellectual, a little bit more whatever, because he has a title. He has this, I mean, he is that intelligent, but he has a title that he has to perform, like an image that yeah. he's identified with. Right. This group is a bunch of misfits that came together. They are blue collar. Is that what you yeah, call them? Essentially, working class, yeah. and the, regular, and average Joe's trying to make a that's living. That's what I mean. Like that stumbled upon this super. That's shoot. that's what I mean. Like Tony Stark talks the way he does because of the concept of Iron Man, and he he has this level. And the yeah. same thing with Steve Rogers because yep. he's Captain America. <clears throat> same thing with Thor being you know a god. All these characters they talk in these certain ways because of the concept of what they are supposed to embody. And these guys don't have that. And yep. it's just different dialogue, and I think that's really refreshing. And if you really want to break it yeah. down, it's also because of the culture. It's a very similar culture. So Thor grew up in Asgard. It has a certain amount of uh, hierarchy. Uh, yeah. uh, it's a kingdom kind of polit- political yeah, kind it's of a monarchy. You know, world. Yeah. 
And then Captain America and Tony Stark and all that live in America, you know, same mm-hmm. kind of concepts. Um, but these are people who live on drastic ends of the universe. Yeah, they're who, fringe livers. Yeah. So, like... They're the equivalent of doomsday preppers. You, <laughs> you, you got, know. like... It's basically like throwing somebody from, I don't know, Papua New Guinea to Australia to Russia and, I don't know, somebody, one of the Eskimo tribes or something in a room and go, hey, be friends. This is essentially Find some it's, common ground. It's, it's a crew of kitchen workers versus like <laughs> other other comic books are you know office workers and like yeah, cops and stuff like that. Go. Yeah, this is just like the kitchen like, misfits that are just clumped together. Hey, that work well in the midst of chaos. Yeah, they don't <laughs> when, when they, they know what they're doing. Work well. Right. Yeah, when like their, their skills, they know their well, skills at the and they, and that's the thing. What I mean in the midst of chaos because they seem to be really great at knowing what they're doing. When the shit hits the and fan. And still... Other than that, they don't know what the fuck they're they, doing. They work... It's <laughs> yeah. phenomenal because they work... That's why I'm loving the team. They work great together, they, but they're also like this at the exact they, same time they, where sometimes the yeah. pieces fit together and then a lot of times they're bumping into each other at the but same time. But they always time. fit together to survive. Yeah. They're always they're all good at No matter at what, they have each other's and, back. Yeah. They do. Yeah. And it's shown so much in Just this Just like one. in a kitchen. Well, at least yeah. some kitchens out there. It's true. But I like these low-level superheroes that I relate to. <laughs> low rent. <laughs> well, they are basically they are pirates. <laughs> and uh Dirty guy I worked with at you know DBs. Oh yeah. Dirt. He always said that uh kitchen crews are like pirates. Basically the yeah. pirates of you the You never yeah. understand the culture, like outside of like at least back in the day kitchen <laughs> shit. I remember Tattoos, there was there's like a meme of like whatever. You know, Band-Aid Fry or somebody. jokes. Fry or somebody listening. Like, I'm it's not sure stuff. if the kitchen crew wants to kill each other or if they're, like, actually friends. <laughs> right. It's, it's true. Yeah, that's what I miss about the old school's kitchen stuff. But uh, back to the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Are we done? Dude, there's a lot of credit scenes. Yeah. yeah. There's at least there's five, I think. Four? Five? Yeah. So what was the first one that you can recall? Um, that was a quick Kraglin one. with the with the arrow. Shit. Yeah. So. Oh, wait, at least that's one of them. Yeah, yep, he's when practicing. He steps Drax. He just sneaks uh, away. Yeah, the, <laughs> he just runs away. <laughs> yeah, the Sylvester Stallone one. Um, yep. where he reassembles yep, the, his team. Yeah. Uh, Which I like that one. They're supposed those, to get their own the, little thing. Uh, oh, they yeah. were supposed to. The gold. No. Yeah, definitely. It seemed like there was a plan that fell. Oh, yeah, I wonder if maybe that's a holiday one. Last Blood. <laughs> maybe um, that's the holiday special that's supposed to come out in December. No, oh, maybe they'll get That'd that. That'd be dope. That'd be fun. But there was the gold lady. Yep, yep. That's Adam Warlock's uh, introduced birth Adam. Pod. Yep, Adam Warlock. Okay. Which we saw originally in the collector's collection yeah. and the first yeah. Guardians. Yeah. If no, yeah, okay. it was Thor. It was yeah, it was Thor, Thor when you see the collector scene. when they're given the Tesseract to, uh, or no, yep. the Dark yeah. World. Yep. Or yeah. the Ether. Thor Dark. Oh, yeah, uh, Ether. It was the Thor Dark World. Give, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're giving the Ether to Because they collector. said yeah. we don't want two Infinity Stones next yeah. to each other. Um. There's that one. There's. Groot. As a yeah, teenager. Groot as a teenager. Clean keep up st- your rounds. Oh, yeah. Keep tripping over your vines. <laughs> 
just playing those mindless video games. <laughs> I am not oh, boring. I like. Great. Now I know how Yandu feels. Zander. <laughs> Zander. Yeah. Stop trying to call him Xander. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what is this Xander coming from? He can't go down to Y in the alphabet. He keeps stopping at X. <laughs> he get him mixed up. Xander. I am Xander. Okay. He, Xander's usually spelled with an X, so I don't know if you're trying to one-up me on that one or what. I was just trying to sound stupid like oh. Root. <clears throat> oh, I did really like how, the, like, the, uh, the fuck, the raccoon. <laughs> Rocket? <laughs> the, the garbage. The trash panda. <laughs> trash Rocket. panda? <laughs> the trash. Is that trash better? Panda. Oh, is that better? No, that's so way worse. <laughs> so much worse. Uh, I did like how he had, like, cool reactive conversations with the Groot. Like, I am Groot. And he'd be like, what the fuck? And that's why you don't like hats? Long convers- yeah. Yeah, that's what, it, that's what it was when they were <laughs> yeah. locked up. Yeah, or something like that. <laughs> it's like, oh, this, this they really, go They well. really fleshed out Groot. They really fleshed out Groot yeah. a little I bit more Groot. with that. Uh, yeah. I, he's running away from Yandu. He's that's like, after he's like, hats? we really got to talk about your language. That's Yeah. <laughs> Except he didn't right. use the word freaking. He's, yeah. He didn't say freaking. Um, I I liked uh, yeah. the, when they're explaining the button. Yeah, you know he's like, oh, yeah. it's you do this, no, do this, just... do this, this, and then you push this button. Not this button. This will explode immediately. Yeah. We don't want to do that. that. Yeah. My question. Now explain what I just said. I am Groot. I am Groot. I am Groot. No, that's exactly what I told you not to do. It's like do it again. I am Groot. I am Groot. No, you just said the same thing. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Anybody yeah, got any tape? One of the f- <laughs> I love when you hear Quill ask. <laughs> oh my when God, you hear Quill that was ask Drax. He's like, "Oh yeah, Scotch yep. tape will work." Well, why did you ask me if Scotch tape will work? <laughs> yeah. If you didn't nope. have any tape, nobody has any tape. Did you ask Nebula? She was no. Oh yeah. Uh, it's like, did you or are you lying? <laughs> she was right there when I asked Drax. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what? There was such yeah. a. Funny it's like nobody moment. has tape. It's like, do you have tape? Well, that's the point. I have to do everything. <laughs> <laughs> You're wasting a lot of time yeah, right I, now. I, I love that. that shit, I thought that was great. I loved it. Be, I loved it because growing up watching action movies, there's always in the middle of explosions and gunfire, there's always a moment where the guy and the lady or like the the lead person and someone, they, they, they sit down in the middle of it all and they have like an exposition <laughs> dump. Yeah. But they just like, <laughs> you know, they just yeah. carry we'll on do with this, the story that, and information and that, and on that. Go under that move. So yeah. it felt like a joke on that. Like, we can all just sit and talk to each other for 15 minutes in the middle of this. <laughs> and once again, this is exactly how a line works, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yup. I can't argue uh, with that one. Oh, uh, shit. Uh, but yeah, the third act in this movie is one of the funnest, most entertaining endings to a yeah. movie, and especially Marvel shit. It was fun. How'd you like about the big reveal? That, you mean that like Peter's the the battery? Or what would well, be I've That Peter yeah, is, uh, his... that he's part God. And yeah. that, oh. you know, I guess Caruso killed his mom and all that. Like, Put the tumor just, How do you like about that? Because that's tumor, really the tumor. biggest reveal that we have. That was the whole point of this movie is you find out Peter Quill is half God. I'm God. glad it was taken away That's from him when, at the end of the movie because I didn't care about it at the time he had his short-lived powers. Yep. Yeah. Does that make sense? 
Um, I mean, it doesn't... Like, that's why... It, it serves the purpose of making his sacrifice when he actually kills Ego that much more... It, 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 it annies up a little bit because, okay. you know, Kurt Russell even says, like, if if you kill me, you're ju- be just like everybody else. And it shows yeah. that, like, Peter and, is at that point where, like, he accepts the fact that maybe he doesn't need, you know, a blood dad when he's got family. It, it's... Yeah. It, it ratchets... That's the sacrifice yeah. moment. The epiphany. That, that yeah, it, it serves yeah. that purpose at the very least. Um, mm-hmm. Other than that, it's you know a pretty nondescript sort I would of call the, plot point. I would, I would call what Aram just said the big reveal, not Kurt Russell's, uh, uh, whatever the fuck you said. That he killed uh, his mom and told him that he's part god. Yeah, yeah, just uh, yeah, it, it, seen it coming. Yeah, yes. so I think that's what disconnected me all those times. Because even still now. We knew more than the characters as the audience. Well, we did. That's that's true. But it... I don't know. It just seemed kind of like a cop-out. It, I, I don't yeah. want to discredit anything to James Gunn. It's just... It seemed like an easy way out kind of thing. Yeah. That's what but, I mean. Like, this whole... This whole, like... I wanted to... I, I'm going to spread myself over the universe so I can be the universe, whatever... This just seems like a very generic plot I want to point. rule the world kind of concept. Yeah, it's a very generic, like, thrust of the movie to, like, just to further other pieces of it. Like, yeah. this, this whole bit, other than it being the fact that Kurt Russell is playing the character and, you know, whatever, I think he, it really matters very little in yeah. the scheme of the movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think James Gunn just wanted to play with a planet as a end boss. He likes big... Blobby things. Blobby monsters <laughs> oh, yeah. to fight. So this is his <laughs> way to make that work. I think he cared more about having that big planet. <laughs> big blob. <laughs> as the enemy more than the fucking backstory. He just, he just really loves CGI. He just like blobby things. <laughs> <laughs> he likes overly sized blobby things. Yeah. Even there was like a, a blob that started taking over a world or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's ego like <laughs> oh, spreading his, his essence. Yeah. Oof, oh, yeah, from the other things. To say again. <laughs> yeah. He spread a seed. <laughs> Yeah, it was a very thin... A Traveled thin 500 plot. miles to bring you my seed. It was hard to connect with, but knowing being a James Gunn fan and all the blob stuff, yeah. I laughed yeah, at <laughs> I will say, if it wasn't... Because even the brain... If it sorry. wasn't for James Gunn and his writing, and if it wasn't for everything mm-hmm. else that James Gunn has put in there, that would have bothered me a lot more than it did. And that's yeah. what I'm saying. I think it's what I realized this time around, is I accepted it, but before I had this resistance towards it i just didn't yeah. want to accept how much of a cop out that seemed how easy it is to seem to oh he's a god there's a god you know it's we get it it's a you know evil guy wants to rule the world concept yeah but yeah like i say it's just a generic one to just to like have a plot that they have to foil yeah essentially but if they didn't but if they didn't have all the other things that were like wrapped around that that were being revealed yeah, like the, the gold people. Well, if you didn't have Mantis <laughs> or the the yeah. father son <laughs> dynamic for Quill, yeah, you know, Nebula and Gamora's going on. Yeah, revelation. if you didn't have any of those things, this movie would have fallen on its fucking face with that yeah. fucking plot. Yeah, yeah, there was a lot of. 
plates spinning. Or yeah, there's yeah. a lot of plates spinning in this yeah. movie. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, because we haven't even talked about the gold people. The Sovereign. Like the battery. The Sovereign, yeah. They're a secondary well, do villain that don't matter a whole lot. They're basically China. No. I'm just saying they're another... <laughs> they're fucking constant... Uh, I don't know. Beauty pageants. I don't know. I hate them motherfuckers. They're annoying. <laughs> well, they're all engineered <laughs> to be perfect the way they are. But the, them playing video games are. I did love the video game as sounds playing, uh, as they were playing. Uh, they're yeah. just highlighting the ships. That joke was pretty funny. That was good. <laughs> Simulator type warfare. Damn it. Remind yeah. me of toys. Oh, God. You lost. You're and useless. They, like usual. They, they all, suck, they all gather up to watch the final guy. Yeah, Zylek, I think play. his name was. And then they're, yeah, and they all give him like boost of confidence until he dies. And then they just turn yep. on him right away, like, oh, you fucking worthless piece of shit. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> You're the wrong. That's about all I got to say about the gold people, but it just made me realize that this movie has a lot going on. And for it all to come together makes it a. a good I movie. will say, I did like the beginning of this film. Uh, because of the that whole introduction Car. of the you know they're just saving the batteries for these people they steal it and Rocket mm. steals them, yeah. but he also has he has uh, Star Lord's back like when they insult him yeah. straight to his face and Rocket's like oh I heard you yeah. guys were a bunch of fucking assholes and oh, I just didn't believe it was to the, be true. This is the, the that is that weird dynamic where like. Rocket will push everyone away from him, but at the same time, like you can tell he yeah. feels some connection. Yeah. And that's yeah, you know, that's the setup. That that's really what the sovereign serve is to catapult yeah. Rocket's character arc a little bit. There it is. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then you start to see the banter between and the ship as they're crashing and all that and how how it reflects both of them. Yeah. With the whole, you know, big dick contest, and yet, you know, they, they got each other's back. Like, what's the point of that? Yeah, the, there's no question there. But yeah, it's the getting old. I don't know. It's it's there's a brotherly relationship because it's constant so going up. I'm very yeah yeah. I'm yeah. so. I'm so excited for Volume Three because they're gonna be like hugging each other all the time. Pearl Jam high five. <laughs> it's gonna be fucking amazing. <laughs> I'm. Curious. I'm really, really, really curious on what's gonna happen. Like, yeah, I'm curious who the who's the villain in Volume Three. Do we know? I don't think I don't we know. know. Yeah. Oh, okay. Only thing I need to know and do know is that James Gunn has creative freedom. So yeah, legit. I mean, we know they're bringing the into this that, one. So so yeah. that. And I, I do know that the only thing I've heard is that. Yeah. Uh, Somebody's gonna die. Oh yeah, yeah. That's somebody already has. Well, James Gunn basically said, "Like, are you talking about our moms?" <laughs> James Gunn has um, said uh, that this is the last Guardians of the Galaxy you're gonna get, and that he basically there's gonna be a, a death finale yeah. or something like that. So, oh well, it's probably gonna be Drax. Cause, that's what I was thinking. I he doesn't want to be in it. He's yeah, publicly spoken. Yeah, he's public to say he doesn't want to do it anymore. Which, okay, well, I mean, whatever. I don't want to get typecast either. So. Yeah, yeah, but this also saved his but career. The work with James Gunn. 
Yeah. So I would be, I would, I, I would know. think I would have a little bit of an appreciation for what was given to me and hold on to that. But apparently, <laughs> seven years is too long to have that appreciation. <laughs> to each their yeah, own. Yeah, to, yeah, to yeah. Each their own. <laughs> Did you have a favorite um, part? Uh, I really enjoyed when Rocka got excited about. <laughs> But they're not gonna know where their eye is in the morning. <laughs> the same with the leg. <laughs> like all the way he finds this terrible practical joke, <laughs> fucking so hilarious, cracks somebody me else's up so suffrage, much. and it all leads to the next. It's door not movie, even. But it's, fucking... it's not even a suffrage. It's a insignificant problem. It's just a. <laughs> exactly. It's just a problem where they wake up and go, "Oh shit! Well, this is gonna suck." Uh, but that's about it. Uh, it's just, <laughs> it's it just like a, me up so much. It's true. Because he did the same thing with the leg. Yeah. Oh, my God. You took the yeah. leg? I don't need I that. Need that guy's yep. leg. What was his <laughs> face like? His way of fucking with people is so not right. Yeah. Uh, that's, that shit makes me laugh as hard as I am right now every time. Well, I guess I've only seen it twice. But yeah. yeah. Um, favorite part? Oh, shit. I really got into the the emotional parts. Like, the scene where Drax is sitting on the steps with with Mantis, and there, he's yeah. talking about how the fountains remind him of, of uh, of being you know taking his daughter to to swim in the forgotten pools or whatever. Yep. Uh, that whole that bit between him and her, like their development of their relationship, I was in for. Um, the the ending with uh, Yandu. Uh, Yandu's death and then a subsequent funeral. I thought that whole thing that had me tearing up, um, especially when you see all the other Ravagers show up and start yeah. firing off the fireworks oh, yeah. and I you get that little, little blip yeah. from Rocket. And he's like, they all came back, even though he was mean yeah. and yelled and pushed everyone away. And then he's like, and then he's saying, he stole sent. batteries that he didn't need. Mm-hmm. And he's the reason why they showed up because he sent the signal. Yeah. Or the well, he's he's just amazed at how they showed up for him, and you know, because oh, yeah. because he, he says like Rocket and Yondu were the same, so like, so yeah, that serves yeah. two purposes. It inspires, yeah, because he says that line. He's like, gives the blue guy. He's yeah. like, even though I they stole he stole batteries he didn't need, and then, like Quill looks at him, he's like, well, of course, <laughs> and you get you get that <laughs> just that little bit of like familial like bond between the two of them. Mm. Yeah. That's a good scene. That, yeah, that, that whole thing. Uh, scavenger or Ravenator's yeah. death or whatever. The Ravagers. The Ravagers. Even, uh, yeah. And the Cat Stevens Even song the blue fucking guy. gutted me oh, for some reason. It nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. nailed it. The, all, the music. Once, once again, again, the music. I was going to bring that up. Just as good as the first. I mean, it's I, an obvious. Yeah. No brainer. Unanimously loved. I, f- I don't know, but I feel like there's more in this one. I feel like oh, we got sure. more different songs in this one than we did the, the first it definitely one. definitely seems to... I felt that way as well, even if it's two more than yeah. the first. Yeah, I it definitely seemed to like jump in, in, like, significance, too, because, I mean, they were jumping from, like, you know, the kids are all right to, like, there was Sam Cooke was in there, Cat yep. Stevens. Like, yeah. It was a broader spectrum, it seemed. Yep. The first one. Yeah. Sam, Sam Cooke's a deep dive. Yeah. I uh, I really thought the Fleetwood Mac song was really appropriate. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I, once again, though, it's James Gunn finding the right song for the right moment. 
Yeah. I'm gonna if I ever became a bazillionaire, I'm hiring him for my wedding DJ. <laughs> He'll just write the soundtrack to my wedding. You would have to pay him one billion dollars. <laughs> well, I'd be a bazillionaire, so. And maybe give him your pinky so he can hold it up to. His Speaking butt. of pinky, that's probably my favorite uh, <laughs> scene was when when Yondu and Rocket are in the cell and Groot is like comes up so just like defeated. He's just so sad face. He's like, oh, what'd they do to you? Oh, my God. <laughs> he just yeah. pouring liquor and shit all over him. Yeah. This squishy uh, <laughs> uh, jumpsuit he's yeah. wearing. He basically looked like a guy who, or like a kid who went to go play basketball with, like, high school kids, and he's in middle school, and then they, they picked just... on him, and then he had to walk home in shame kind of thing. Like yeah. He looked like Happy Gilmore when Shooter McGavin <laughs> played the sprinkler prank on him <laughs> when he was walking back, just less but angry. I, what I liked about that scene <laughs> Barely Charlie Brown. was where they convinced him to go grab the prototype Finn, yeah. Yeah. which is the original in the comic yeah. books, that's what Yondu they, originally dude, they has. Just is fucking a joke mohawk. after joke. The toe yeah. is that what yeah. you're, you're yeah, really it is a toe. Just, it's like, please tell me you have a bucket of toes or severed limbs <laughs> around there or something. <laughs> we're like, no, we're just not, not gonna talk about that. Ooh, we're gonna subject. talk about this again. <laughs> yeah, can we, can we agree? So. We're just not gonna talk about this again. Yeah. That's a desk, <laughs> that's an eye. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like that. Yeah, I. Joke after joke. This is what I mean, good. though, by... Uh, I said this in the first one, that Groot becomes funny. and Like, funnier yeah. in yeah. this one. And it's, he's so cute and adorable. He's just a little baby Groot. Yeah, and up. in the last movie, he was the goddamn hero that saved yeah. everybody and made that sacrifice and survived. So, like, his likability is through the roof, so he can do whatever, be as silly as fuck. And we're all gonna love it, but yeah, they they use that so so perfectly, and the and the setup and and I yeah. love to create that fan uh, family dynamic too smart. to concrete that family dynamic that when uh, you see Baby Groot come up on Quill's leg, he's listening to headphones, and then he shares yeah. a headphone with yeah um, Groot, I mean, and then I, they they very much like developed the dynamic of they know how to deal with a child because like there's constant moments where like when the back is shot off the ship and like someone's flying around, Gamora catches or someone catches him and like just holds him like it's nothing. Like this is just part of the day. They're used to passing him around. Like even in the beginning credit scene or in the beginning of the movie, his dance sequence. (laughs) Like, you know, when they're fighting that big blob in the beginning of the movie. And he's chasing um, those little rat rodent things from the first film. The rat lizards. They, they know to stop in and check on him. They and when they do see him, they check on him, even if it's accidentally that. Yeah, check like on when Drax him. Yeah, is thrown uh, like right next to him, and and they pass him around in the ship. Like yeah, I noticed that as well. Yeah, yeah. and I think that just yeah. that just puts another dynamic because it's like there's a child amidst them, and yeah, so they have to work together in that format when as they're well, about to crash, which is also a very yeah yep. chaotic thing. Yep. When they're about to crash, she's like buckle in, Groot. Yep, they're going in buckle for a hard belt. crash. And I think they all under fully understand him and his language at this point. Yeah. Right? They all respond to him. Yeah. Opposed yeah. to the first movie when they were like, what, that's all he says? And only a rocket understood yeah. him, I believe, yeah. in the first one? Yeah. I am not yeah. boring. And then, uh, Even though, yeah, I think Peter and Rocket <laughs> are really the only two that converse with him. 
Like Drax really doesn't in the first. Well, no, 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 in this Drax one. really doesn't even talk to him. And I think the one okay. thing Gamora says to Groot is, "We'll be back in a couple days. Like you won't even know. We'll be back before Rocket's done finishing the ship." And that's the only yep. real dialogue you have other than Peter talking no, to him okay. or They'll Rocket talking forth. to him. <clears throat> but they all seem to have a. a they have an understanding, understanding because of closeness. I am, I am Groot. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He was so damn adorable. Right. Big old eyes. Well, yeah, they had to make a. They had to make something they could, you know, sell a toy of. The cart. Yeah. Well, and like I said, yeah, this is like Baby Yoda was probably inspired by Baby Groot. Yeah. Right. Oh, for and sure. I mean, and I, you know, I'm not a like sucker for both of them. Is Baby Groot even a comic book character, or is it a James or couldn't James tell you? Yeah. I don't know anything about the Groot character. I was. I didn't read a lot yeah. of Guardians, so. Yeah, I've heard that that comic did shit, and I, we probably talked about it in Volume 1 yep. episode. Never mind. You tried to use the same thing Ooh. for Doctor Strange, and you failed. I don't know what you're talking about, but I know you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that is all I have to say, right. I guess. That's yeah, all I, I got to say, too. Right at the end there. Yeah. Wrap it up. Yeah, uh, another fanboy. That's what we do. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was great. I banter fans. How many how many stars would you give this one? Four point five. Right on. Yeah, four. I mean, there were a couple things that I didn't care for, but I mean, like overall, it's a damn good movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have to give it say four point five. Just really tough to not give it a five, but it wasn't like it was a perfect film. So. Right. Yeah, I get that. Well, that is uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. And And next up, we have Spider-Man Homecoming. Spider-Man Homecoming. Homecoming. And then Ragnarok. Definitely wasn't Ragnarok this one or next one. (laughs) (laughs) I got it wrong. And that's why I know Tim wasn't wrong earlier. So, yeah, we'll uh, watch Spider-Man, and then we'll talk about that next time. So, thanks for listening. Yeah. Catch you next time. Peace. Bye. Peace. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to check us out. Jason, where can we be heard? I don't know, Tim. Where can we be heard? let me tell you where we can be heard. You can find us on all the other platforms that you find podcasts like iTunes and Amazon Music. All of them places you find all your favorite and popular podcasts. Yeah. Spotify. That's where I listen to podcasts. And nowadays you can rate your podcast on there. Go ahead and give us five stars on Spotify or any other platform you listen to your favorite podcast on. And Spotify. If you want to watch us, you can find us on YouTube. Go ahead and hit that thumbs up button. Give it a share. You got to comment. All the algorithm stuff. It helps. And if you want to comment on how bad and terrible we are doing or how ugly we look, just uh, send us an email at bnbbanterbros at gmail.com. And that's A-N-D, you said, between the B's? A-N-D, okay. in between the B. You can also check us out on the multiple social platforms that consume everybody's life, like the YouTube, the Twitch, the Twitter, the TikTokity, and the Instagrammy, including Facebook. So please, come check us out. We'll catch you next time.